Greetings and love, everyone. My name is Tom, and I'm here sanctuary with my partner, Marsha, and together we are Nashri Libertas. We come together every Monday night at half past the seven o'clock hour on the Pacific time zone. It is February the 21st, 2022, and we are on episode 14. It is 31 minutes past the seven o'clock hour here on the Pacific time zone, and we're here to hopefully chat about uh, what we like to refer to as weave. And within the context of us coming together, we're trying to create a sanctuary for which people feel protected and uh, you know, even just able to speak to their own weave or speak to their own reality, speak to their own uh, little nigglings and little uh, personal ruminations. The world right now is in a, kind of a, a flux we're seeing some uh, obviously devolutions, but also evolutions out there. And sometimes it feels like there isn't a whole lot of maturity or at least space being held for maturity to um, kind of verbalize itself or, or put itself into context. And so that's what we're hoping to do tonight. Marsha, I want to say hello to you. How are you doing tonight? Doing well, Tom. Welcome, everybody. And to everybody listening beyond, we're so happy to have you here. Marsha always takes the cue when it's time to actually describe what Weave is. But I just wanted to take a moment here and uh, congratulate uh, both of us for finally getting all of our back episodes up on the uh, monster platform of Spotify. And uh, we use this little platform called Anchor. And that brings everything over to Spotify. And so if you're listening to Sanctuary via audio recording, you can do that now through through those uh, through the Spotify app. And that's that's really cool to see all of our content on such a, a mainstream app. But if you're on Telegram, all you have to do is go to Sanctuary GL. And we've got all of the uh, recordings, both in, with the slides and just the recordings themselves. So if you want to kind of just keep it uh, off of the algorithm and get on Telegram, well, that's the way to do it. And so congratulations, Marsha. We've got all of our episodes up. And uh, the other little wonderful thing to uh, let everybody know an announcement is that we have clips going up on youtube now so if you just search out sanctuary by nashri libertas on youtube you can listen to the you know smaller bite-sized little snippets of what we're what we're talking about and a lot of times we refer to them as themes here on the actual call but you know, refer to them as what you all are actually all little genies and little bottles, because once you let them out, um, the weave is going to kind of conduct the rest of that symphony. So um, with that, Marsha, could you give us that kind of overview on what weave is and maybe what you got in store for us tonight? Sure. I also just wanted to mention that the way spirit works, and I refer to spirit as Holy Spirit, Great Spirit, that which is um, sourced energy outside of form. So what is able to see the greater perspective than our human selves, um, you know, in our limited perspective may be able to see. But one of the things I love about spirit is that when these things go up on, say, you know, some of these other platforms like YouTube or Spotify or Telegram, you can actually use the episodes like a divination deck and you can kind of scroll through them 
um, and especially the clips work really well for that, to just pick something that you're drawn to. Because more often than not, even if it's from a past episode, if you're feeling kind of an activation toward it, it may have some present day wisdom available to you. So just wanting to put that out there that they can all be used um, as divination tools as well. And regarding weave, um, I, I do a little kind of snippet of this every week, but it's just the code or the, the frequency that Spirit gave me um, back in 2012 when I was trying to understand the dynamic that I was experiencing where my outer world was beginning to align so much with my inner world that it was impossible not to recognize it. It was um, impossible not to see these miracles and these synchronicities. And what happens is our universe begins speaking to us in code and we begin seeing these activations um, all, everywhere we go. Uh, it could be overhearing conversations from strangers, could be billboards, could be something we see on social media that has actually nothing to do with what we were, you know, originally doing. But it's the way that our outer reality begins to interact with our inner reality when we become in tune with our inner self. And so when we talk about weave, we're really talking about restitching the consciousness back to source essence, our original consciousness, which we're never actually truly separate from, but which we in this human form and in this physical density have this feeling of separation occurring um, simultaneously to that connection of unity in every moment. Excellent. And, you know, when we came up with the concept for coming together every week, that the world right now is really pounding even the most uh, anchored in and most rooted and most capable people into the ground. I mean, it's really, we're in a, a spiritual war, we're in a information war, we're in a tumult right now. And so to put together something every week where people can actually find sanctuary in the words, in the themes, in the ruminations of what the other people are bringing, and then also just hold a space to say, hey, any grievances out there? Is there anything you need to air out? Do you need anybody to just put their focus on a challenge you're having so that we can support that? You know, some people say they'll pray for that solution to present itself. So without putting any type of, you know, overtly religious nomenclature around anything, we're simply just here to support each other. And uh, so far, you know, we're happy with the results i think to, to say the least but the, the point is is that there's nothing complex about this and we refine as we go where we nearly haven't had anything to refine other than our delivery perhaps a little bit but marsh is really smooth and the, the the fact is is that every week we're trying to define weave for other people but every single moment weave is defining itself for us too so don't ever take this as like a top-down definition that you could etch into stone. It's literally just some like guide stars for you to build your own constellation so that when you're out in your ship, you can actually recognize that constellation and keep your ship pointed in a direction that you actually intend instead of what the world intends for it. So um, when we get into some of the themes tonight, whether you want to call it anti this or anti that, we're not you know, coming from any specific religious standpoint or any specific spiritual standpoint. 
This is just a useful terminology for the now and the present. So if you find other words or other names more useful, use them, okay? There's no right or wrong with any of this. So um, the trick is, is to, you know, use whatever language internally speaks for you or brings up your, you know, more inner, inner essence. So uh, with that, Marsha, is there anything else that, you know, we can say? It's like, don't take our word for like gospel, like just work with it, you know, within a, a realm of advice. I would say just whatever resonates with you, take it. And whatever doesn't resonate with you, leave it by the side of the road. And um, yeah, that's, you know, it's always, it's always that for me, whatever spirit brings through, um, you know, sometimes it lands for us in the moment. Sometimes, you know, it won't be two or three months later or even years later till some of that guidance that we get that is seeded within us actually, you know, begins to bloom. Um, so I, you know, I always say just whatever feels true to you is, is what is true for you. So, you know, listen to that always above all else. Fair enough. I'll, I'll leave it to you to open us up. Uh, so this week, um, just can kind of collecting comments and questions um, from friends and from um, clients, and there's a lot of uh, this feeling of being bombarded or this feeling of having to deal with heavy energy um, and kind of a non-localized sense of anxiety. And of course, we've mentioned this on previous calls, and we've talked about um, this energy of suppression or oppression that has to come forward in order to catalyze the soul, in order to um, kind of give the soul something to get out of complacency and, and rise up, especially the human spirit itself, um, to rise up. Um, we often need this opposing force. And um, spirit has taught me uh, since I was 12 years old that the greater than than all things the only thing that can encompass all things is that of the christos um, or that of christ consciousness and when i was 12 at summer camp that was the first time it was downloaded into me that the bible is actually a codex and many of these um what we might call religious texts or spiritual texts are actually activations and codexes, codices, um, that when we have the eyes to see and ears to hear, when the heart is ready to be opened, we are able to actually receive that knowledge, to receive that wisdom that already lives within us. It's just that it's, it's, it's waking up. It's kind of reached the point in our linear time-space continuum where it is meeting with our higher self or meeting with our greater soul. And so um, once we start to embody that energy um, individually, uh, we begin to come up against this frequency of oppression, this frequency of uh, suppression. And what's happening right now is we're experiencing that collectively. So it's no longer an individual path to Christ consciousness. We're now on a collective path of Christ consciousness. And another name for Christ consciousness could be the I am presence or source awareness, the human form being able to hold its divinity. Um, you know, Yeshua Christ is often known for saying, I am the way, the truth, and the light. And no one gets to the Father except through me. And I think that it's been distorted 
to have people believe that this is a person when in fact this is a consciousness, that it's an I am presence, that that is the way, the truth, and the light. Um, and so we're going to talk tonight um, from some practical perspectives about what that energy looks like. I'm also going to allow a lot of time for discussion because I know there is a lot here to sift through. So I'm going to, you know, be pausing and allowing space for that throughout. Um, but wanting to talk about what is the Antichrist or what is this living thought form that consists of all the shadow archetypes and emanations or expressions of the Christos. And why do we have to come up against this force in order to actually embody the Christ essence itself? I can tell you why. Please enlighten us. Because absolute power corrupts absolutely and so if you're going to be gifted your divine uh, capacities we have to know absolutely sure full well that you understand first what they are but also that you understand the law of karmic you know uh, um, repercussions and, and karmic will and so um, with great responsibility um i forgot where i was going with that i was gonna there's another little slogan with great power comes great responsibility and uh it's kind of like one of those things where you don't really ever find someone who has immense spiritual capacity who hasn't also had to take a walk on their dark side so that they can I don't want to say master the aspects of themselves, but at least um, integrate what it is that they've encountered, you know, do that way when they encounter the world's shadow, the world, the shadow work for the world, they're not going to just shrivel up and, and succumb to fear. 100%. Yeah, you have to um, experience that full separation from God in order to actually have true faith. It's like the original faith is not enough. It ha it's, it's broken, you become the void, and then you have to rebuild your own light structure, you know, based on your personal connection to that sourced essence. And it's definitely not for the faint of heart, because like you said, you will be confronting um, every fear, every, you know, what you want to call, you know, demonic presence, everything that um, is, is distorted in the name of your alignment to your own soul and to source. I was just going to mention too here that uh, when you start walking down this path, uh, and you start asking to have connection to your higher gifts and your higher aspects that there is a uh, unknown or unrealized contract or karmic contract that has to do with your family has to do with your lineage has to do with your country has to do with this location and the region you live in and so you're not just asking for your own you're asking for the what we sometimes refer to as the whole kit and caboodle and um you know just the just the idea or the free will choice to be on the call tonight and hold space for such subjects means that you are asking to you know, deal with these aspects of yourself or or 
I, I, Marsha, does it does it pay to put a label on it or you say it's like your shadow self or your karmic ignorance or I don't know what else to it's probably a great buddhic word all of those things yeah as we especially when we make a declaration or a devotion to our own christ consciousness within ourselves um, we're definitely activating that path where you might experience the law of opposites where everything that is the opposite of what you desire you know starts coming up in your path to say how bad you know do you really want this because your um, caliber of soul will be tested throughout this. And there are people that definitely, you know, don't make it through the fire for many, many different reasons. Um, and we talk about the Antichrist being the greatest guardian of the Christos spirit. And that's because you have to have faced that. You have to have confronted that and embraced it fully um, in a neutral, compassionate state to actually be able to be the living radiant presence here in physical form and uh, marcia if you want to continue or open it up for any comments or questions right off the bat uh it's up totally up to you do we have any hands up at the moment we have one hand up let's open the floor then go ahead i clear the floor Hi, this is Heather. So Marsha, what you just said about, uh, I can't put it back into words, but just the very last bit of what you were saying about actually going through and embracing that and being neutral. Um, could you by chance give some sort of, um, like example of what that might look like in, in life? Absolutely. So if we're in any type of partnership, whether that's work partnership or uh, life partnership, those are usually where the arconic energies, and we'll talk a little bit more about what the archons actually are, but where they can come through with this spiritual force. And spirit refers to the Antichrist as a living thought form or that which is here to produce tension, friction, oppression, or suppression of the soul, which is necessary to launch us into Christ consciousness and the unity field. So it has a purpose, but when we are in that space, when we have decided that we are wanting to devote ourselves to our, our inner light, those around us and ourselves will often begin acting out some of these lower vibrational forces. And I know you and I have even talked about this personally. It feels like you are acting something out. It doesn't even feel sometimes like it is true to how your personality would respond. Um, and so if everyone involved can recognize that the tension and the friction is there for an evolutionary purpose, it's a lot quicker to get through these tunnels. Um, if not, or if it's like us responding to world events, it's actually a little bit easier in that sense because you have the mental and emotional control of your inner realm. It's a little harder when you're kind of doing the, you know, back and forth with another person or with a group of people. Um, I don't know if that answers your question or if you want to go deeper with that, but let me know if I'm on the right track here. Yeah, thank you. That does answer it. I'd like to add here real quick, uh, just given that Marsha brought up the term tunnel, that someone can be in a tunnel when dealing with a emotionally charged dynamic, an argument, a disagreement, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Uh, this is a term that Marsha and I have kind of coined between ourselves because we've noticed this dynamic coming up within our own relationship, where once you're emotionally um, 
going down a path, it's very difficult to get back on the track of open and neutral communication. And so at some point, an individual might need to just simply relay the fact that I'm in a tunnel. You know, this may not be the best time to continue dialogue around this. Might need to put a little period of break in between or what have you. But the the analogy visually is where there's a tube on the ocean. It's just a PVC pipe that's floating on the ocean. And you're a little mouse inside of that tube. And when you walk towards the end of the tube, you can see a lot of the open water. But if you walk towards the middle of the tube, your vantage point of the water is very, very constricted and narrow. And so when you say that you're in a tunnel, you're simply just trying to convey the fact that due to your own emotional situation going on internally, you're more towards the inside of that pipe right now. And that whatever words come out of you or whatever dialogue that you're trying to come up with is coming from that that place. And so again, you come back to the decision. Does it make sense to, you know, let, let things kind of just settle a little bit and get to a, a, a changed paradigm so that dialogue now takes on a changed dynamic in and of itself, or can you find your way back? So that's, I just wanted to explain that because perhaps it could be useful to others because the society is literally trauma bonding all of us together. So we have all of these kind of opportunities to like emotionally go off on each other. And you see this happening everywhere, obviously. But when we're not doing that, obviously, we have to come up with a different way to, you know, facilitate our feelings without going into the very thing that's eliciting that feeling. I, did I, was I at all, Marsha, can yeah, you help me? Ab- no, absolutely. And if even one person can be conscious that you're in a tunnel, if two people can be conscious of it, great. But if even one person can be conscious of it, you'll start to notice that you're actually saying the same things in different language, but neither person can hear one another or see from that perspective. And it, sometimes it's a group of people or an event or a situation. And um that's what the job of the archons is. It's their whole job is to create separation. So before I even go into anything further, I do want to mention that some of the uh, wording that I'm going to use tonight is from the Christ Blueprint by Padma Aeon Prakasha, as well as um, Tau Malachi's The Gnostic Tradition of the Holy Bride, St. Mary Magdalene, because those two texts, I feel, bring into a more earthly practical language some of these more expanded concepts that are just you know, simply hard to to communicate and speak to. Um, One of the things to know about this energy is that the Antichrist energy must fully embody on this earth before Christ consciousness can appear. And we also have to understand that it's an energy field which surrounds the whole earth, which is once again controlled by archons. So what are the archons? Well, the Sophian Gnostics describe the Archons as great spiritual or cosmic forces, which are under the dominion of the Demiurge, which we'll talk about in a minute, that are either admixed or dark and hostile, the spiritual and cosmic forces which dominate unenlightened society and the world, spiritual forces of ignorance. So these forces become at play when we begin to expand our consciousness. It starts to feel a bit like a -a whack-a-mole board. Um, If you are solely functioning within the third dimensional realm, you may not 
experience much of this energy. But the second that you begin to go into your interior realm, you will begin to experience these spiritual forces. So what are the demiurge? They are the false gods, the false creators, or the lesser gods. Um, what we might call, what we're seeing right now is this artificial intelligence logos that is attempting to create this metaverse for us, which we've talked about on other calls. They're the principle of cosmic ignorance from which admixture and darkness enter into creation. So these are the more, you know, we might say the, or, the archons can at time even have physical form, whereas the demiurge are more of this expanded power, this um, forces that have come into play over the last thousands of years here, especially in this physical density, and which only have a short amount of time from the creator's perspective to actually have dominion in this sandbox. So the Gnostic Sophians they call this energy the dragon or the unmaker, the lord of forgetfulness or the lord of cosmic illusion, the chief of the archons and the shadow of which the Sophian Gnostics refer to as Satan. So um, I believe it's Neil Donald Walsh, and forgive me if I've misquoted this, but someone out there had said that Satan is really seeing anything as negative. And so the archons always want to get us into that negative mindset. And so that's why spirit is always saying eyes of beauty, you know, ask for eyes of beauty if you can't see, or you don't have the gratitude that you need in the moment, because the archons will always jump on any opportunity to, for you know, create a situation where we forget our light um, and where we kind of go into a separation consciousness simply because um, that's where, you know, it's easier to quote, protect ourselves from the, the human personality perspective. Right. And that's, that's really a lot of food for thought when you get down to it, because all of your thoughts and actions and uh, associations and, you know, all of your activities are either feeding the good or feeding the bad. It's just manna, whatever it is, it's just manna. So when you're raising your vibration, there's a certain type of, you know, consciousness that wants to feed off of that manna. And that's what we're, we're in conscious uh, awareness that they're wanting to help us too. So the idea is kind of like a reflective nature that we're in a reciprocating relationship. And so once you become aware, like Marcia just said, you open up to that, uh, we'll just say the fourth dimension or higher, that you're doing your inner work, you're opening yourself up to these spiritual energies, and you're constantly asking for protection and then allowing your actions to speak for themselves. You're not going out and backstabbing people or lying or being conceited or something like that. You know, that you're, you're your situ your actions always have to follow up your actual intent. So um, I don't know where I was going with that necessarily. It's kind of like the the archons themselves can actually fool you into thinking your actions are are worthy when you're just feeding them further. And I think that's really what culture is engineered to do is to just get people stuck in a loop to to feed the the mana and create mana for what we're not actually trying to be in communion with. So uh, hopefully that's actually stopping now with all of everybody's awareness kind of just hitting zero point. Now they can start seeing how they're contributing to this whole situation. Exactly. And when we understand that, like what you said, that these are the rulers of the collective consciousness of humanity right now, they're the manipulators of our unconscious. 
of what we can't see and what we don't want to see. And so once we start to embrace those fears within ourselves, both you know individually and collectively, then we're able to come at this from that neutral, compassionate heart, because we understand that we are it ultimately. And please put your hand up if you have any questions or comments. Otherwise, I feel like, Marsha, you can uh, feel free to keep rolling if you'd like. Sounds good. So Spirit had talked about this being a catalyst for transformation, um, that new creation comes from this because we begin to have access to deep emotions and energy due to this process of having to stretch ourselves. And so Padma writes in the Christ Blueprint, the ways that this stretching or additional tension are occurring in the external world has become obvious on a planetary scale. Ecological crisis, wars, terrorism, mass extinction of, ex of species, loss of nature, pollution, mass media control over public thought and opinion, and personal upheavals and transformations are all designed to wake us up to what is happening and to do something about it in our own way. And that's the most important thing. We're waking up to do something about it in our own way, not the way everybody else is doing it, but what is coming authentically through our own soul. Padma writes, this is the training ground that Yeshua Christ himself told us not to get lost in as it is an in-between stage to heaven and the higher realms. In order to fully embody Christ, one has to meet and embrace the Antichrist and know it in its fullness. Yeshua did this in his 40 days in the desert, which is more of an analogy than anything else, but we will all have to do it in our own way. And at some point in the unfolding of our soul, as we embrace the darkness of creation, the anti-life force that is also Christ. And so spirit wants us to remember here that the creation of the antichrist is from humanity, not from God, that God is actually love and is always the expression of infinite love, infinite awareness. And that we as a species have created this frequency and that which is anti-life, anti-love, anti-flow, and what Padma calls the rigidity of matter without the conscious awareness of light, the opposite of being in the present, organic, ever-unfolding moment. It is the deepest darkness that Christ Yeshua descended into after the crucifixion for three days, bringing the spark of Christ, divine love, into the places of despair, guilt, shame, and body-mind identification, of identification with matter alone that had never felt love before. And I think that is so powerful that when we remember that when we are in these pits of despair, which we will all go through when we are on this path, if we can remember in those pits that we are still a divine spark of light and that we can connect to any soul through any time and space that is in that place. And that when we leave through our little speck of light, when we transform out of that space all of those souls come with us yeah really um great thing <clears throat> excuse me um great thing to remember when you're headed out to the store <laughs> absolutely and that's one of the things that spirit brought up this year specifically as so much of the human spirit has been dimmed in the last two years on purpose is that when we go out and we are smiling and making eye contact and we are living our authentic joy, we are in fact 
breaking down any energy field that is not holding the Christ grid. So we are just, you know, simply by walking down the aisle or walking down the sidewalk, we are creating the type of unity grid that we actually long to exist in. And because the soul of the place is whoever soul is holding the greatest anchor in the in the greatest caliber that is what the space will become quite naturally no matter how many other people are holding different frequencies that's really that's actually a, a completely um that's a great advice and a completely different angle i was kind of coming more like a sarcastic tone where it's like you're in your heavenly abode at home and then you go out to the store which is like the hell realms and you can just intend everybody can hitch a ride back to the heavenly abode when you when you're headed back there if they want it it's that they're all oblivious to the whole to the whole shebang and it really kind of comes down to blessing everyone that you come to and especially blessing twice the people that are really playing a um severe archetypical role uh, one way or another within the the trauma bonding scenarios that we're seeing the rituals that are taking place in front of us so um, just kind of like wrap them in love it's like whatever word I don't necessarily resonate always with the word bless like it's a verb or something it's just wrap them in in approval and love and just say I, I embrace that too um, and that's been a trick for me with this whole thing because people have really been acting dumb you know I'll just put it that way <laughs> your compassionate neutral heart is showing no i'm serious it's it's been a ride the last two years is for sure the like you know the the spirit is not high especially in, in the state of oregon we have we have you know for sure uh dimmed the light of of much of our populace Well, there's so much to be said on that, but it's also kind of maybe a silver lining and that we're going to be able to really recognize the individuals who did the self work ahead of time and didn't get, you know, if we're all surfers now, we're going to be able to see the people that are still on top of the wave. You know, it's going to be real uh, crystal clear as to who's been handled in their business. And maybe that'll just be altogether a nicer place to exist than in some of these other places where there's a hell of a lot more lukewarm people you know i hate to use that expression because it, it it's kind of religious in its intonation but um in other places there's just less people that have had to feel the severity you know i will use florida for example you know less severity less evolution you know so in oregon there's been a lot of evolution but there's also been a lot of people that got caught up in a pretty severe uh, information war and they'll never be the same and their, you know, family will never be the same and their kids will obviously never be the same. So we're going to wrap them in love, uh, twice. So, um, wherever you're at, I'm sure you've been taking appraisal and that the, wherever, wherever you're seeing the most trauma, you're also going to see some people come out of the, the, the tube of the wave just on their board and, and riding that crest, so when you see that, you could be like, oh man, you know, I recognize myself in them and I recognize some of them in myself. At least I hope that works out for you. We've been talking on past calls about light, recognizing light, particularly in this frequency of 2022 and just that eye contact, that smile, you know, even from across the room, there's an actual 
energy that is exchanged that has always been exchanged, but from my perspective feels much more palpable, uh, much more powerful than it ever has with the exception of, you know, when I lived in Philadelphia, um, you know, growing up, you know, right after 9-11 happened and being real close to that energy. That's the closest I can say that I have felt to this ability for people to really extend their light in ways that I haven't seen it before. And that's been really beautiful to witness because for as much as, um, you know, there's a lot of heads down and looking at the ground, when you are able to really connect with, you know, strangers, I think that can be some of the most powerful alchemy out there. I don't see any hands up, but I actually wanted to inquire if, if I may, about on this exact subject that when someone starts asking this, start sorting through their shadow aspects and really get into that uh, dark aspect of themselves, is it common or in the realm to feel like you're dealing with past lives in the, in the context that you may have been a bad person that may have created karma and created, you know, suffering and, and bad things for other people, and even on a grand scale? Well, especially when we're, we're embarking on the Christ path, most of us who are doing that curriculum in this timeline have already experienced that frequency in other times and spaces. But in order to have experienced that, you have had to become everything. And to become everything means to become, you know, the darkest evil itself. Now, it might not have happened in this planetary system. It might not have happened, you know, in any recent time period. But anyone who is seeking to hold the, the balance path, the middle way, will have had to have their own shadow move through their physical cells in, in some type of form where they would have had to have mastered that. Um, so absolutely. Like when you begin to open to greater aspects of soul, you will have to confront parts of soul that did not make the right choice or what we might call the aligned choice. And the beauty of Christ consciousness and, and just being able to connect to the interior realm is that source awareness always gives you a redo. So even if that timeline happened from the human perspective of, you know, maybe 200 years ago, which is actually really happening simultaneously, but it's hard for our mind to understand that we can go back and spirit will allow us to choose the choice we didn't make. And even though it doesn't change quote the reality, then it actually does because it's a quantum field that changes with our intention and attention. And so we can go back and heal any moment in this lifetime. We can go back and heal past or parallel timelines, including future timelines. That's really great to hear. And it'll definitely push people to the limit when you're trying to integrate aspects of yourself that you feel are really, really exotic, you know, or really, really toxic or really, really heinous or really, really severe or lethal. And that you want to, your mind wants to somehow objectify them or shun them or somehow put a label on them when the integration can't take place when you allow the mind to do that. So um, 
kudos to anybody out there who's, you know, working down their path and really, really just taking their personality selves out of the equation as best they can, because it obviously can lead to a lot of, a lot of self-harm. Are you eating chocolate over there? <laughs> Sorry if I'm licking my lips. I have I have doing my best here because you'd make a really great point. And then I'm like, oh, okay, we're gonna have to unmute. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're enjoying yourself. It sounds like you're having great delight. I um go ahead and continue. Which on, is though. good because I'm about to talk more about the Antichrist. So keep eating chocolate. It's a nice balance. So the lyrics uh for this next part of the reading were when everything was broken, the devil hit his second stride. But you remember what I told you. Someday I'll need your spine to hide behind. And it was actually Christ Yeshua who came through with these particular lyrics saying, you will do even greater works than I. Like someday I will need to, you know, stand behind your Christed field. Um, and, and just speaking to the fact that everything is is broken energetically right now. And we're all feeling that. And we're also feeling that whole energy of quote, the devil hitting his second stride. Um, spirit refers to this as an ominous energy or a sense of foreboding, something that gives us the chills, but not like the good chills, the chills that actually make our hairs kind of stand up on the back of our neck. And spirit said it can even just be a feeling of pure evil. And as a thought field, this frequency can come as this temptation or luring or distracting us away from our connection with soul. And it can be as simple as us having the decision to do something good for ourselves at the start of the day and just being like, oh, I'm going to go do this over here real quick and I'll get back to it. And then never getting back to it. Um, and it's, it's such a simple uh, lore is how it always is. It's always a seductive thing that makes you kind of feel like you're doing the right thing, but it's always away from the direction of the connection to soul. Spirit talks about when it's in a person or a group of people that you will notice this energy as a kind of separate individual, that they're independent in their identity and they tend to have an authority that is kind of all their own. Um, when we see it as the collective subconscious of humanity, we have to remember that the goal is always separation. And the Christ blueprint talks about this separation being from self, from others, and from God. And it creates isolation, low self-worth, aloneness, and feeling cut off from everyone. And as a person or, or as a group of people, it can become controlling, uh, jealous, cruel, acts out of pride. There's often a veneer of social respectability, but there's this feeling of being suspicious or wary or codependent. Um, Spirit also speaks to here of um, manipulation, uh, having like a standoffishness or a distance emotionally. It can present as lust, greed, and sexual predation often coming through as being cynical and disempowering of others. So very quick to put other people down rather than lift them up and really wallowing in the sense of guilt and despair or a mind that's very noisy or full of bluster as Padma calls it. Um, and we can often find these, these people or these organizations having an enhanced sense of self um, disliking one-on-one -on -one interactions or relationships with people due to the level of vulnerability and transparency that that requires because they simply aren't able to engage in that way. And there's a continuous desire to need to make their own self or their own ego look bigger. 
They come from a place that has no basic trust in life. They are defensive, future-focused, and always looking to acquire, to strive, consume, um, or offer promises that are often never fulfilled. And spirit says that this eventually will lead to a fragmentation of the mind. So we have to remember that even though all of that stuff sounds, you know, like something we do not want to come up against in any way, that we will have to feel it within our own soul's journey. And it will help us to remember that its purpose is to catalyze us and to transform us into who we truly are. So it gets rid of all of these overlays of who we think we are and allows us to once again, find that compassionate neutrality through the full spectrum of human emotions. So it's not about denying certain emotions and saying these are bad or these are ungodly or these are not you know connected to my heart it's about embracing everything allowing it to fully come through us of course doing no harm um, but creating the space for that to flow and so i'll open the floor if anyone has anything you want to speak to regarding what just came through You actually sounded like you were describing every politician that I've ever come across in my life. It is interesting, isn't it? When you look at the pattern of things. No raised hands here. I think you're free to go. All right. So spirit always wants us to understand what's happening and then gives us some practical advice about what do we need to know regarding this energy. And what we need to know is that the collective is saying enough is enough. And once again, spirit promises that all works of evil will always be used for good. 2022 is the frequency where equilibrium has been reached and we will begin to see the human spirit triumphant. Though Spirit says we must be prepared for a long haul to reclaim our sovereignty. We must remain vigilant as there will be plants and decoys throughout. So Spirit speaks to these plants and decoys as coming from the powers that were. They have technology which allows them to foresee how events can take shape. And of course, they always want to have their players in the game so that they can shape the reality. But we have to understand that the human spirit is so much bigger than anything that they can come up with. Um, and that as long as we continue to maintain equilibrium with each other, that we have already, um, we've already come to the other side of this. We're just kind of watching ourselves play it out. Um, we're also needing to be aware spirit said that, of course, we've, I'm sure we've become pretty aware of this by now, but there's a slow stepping away of our human rights and that many are giving up the notion of free will and spirit says that this is a big problem uh that free will is what actually makes this planet you know the destination to come to because you get to experience such a fast evolution when you have the choice of whether you want to be connected to the divine or not but that we are collectively giving up our notion of free will right now under this guise of good intentions under this guise of helping one another um but instead it's actually helping us to become one with the hive mind and the archons are attempting to blur our realities through technology and we've talked about this on the metaverse call so 
just something to be aware of that we are reaching equilibrium. And in fact, Spirit said we're, we've been running a race uh, all this time, but we're finally running an equal race. And the vision I saw was that before, whenever we would try to run this race, the powers that were were always there, like constantly tripping us and pantsing us. And there's like only so far you can run when your pants are around your ankles and you're constantly being tripped. So the lyrics here were God is on my side. Now I'm running from nothing. So we are once again encouraged by this feeling of equilibrium this year that we're not going to have to be constantly under this feeling of oppression and suppression like we have been, um, which has been really in our face for the last two years. And that whole feeling our way through the dark spirit brings this up again, that we are going to be blind in the forest for a time. And so if we're relying on our minds to assess what is good for us or to assess where we're supposed to be, we're going to find ourselves very overwhelmed and out of our element. That's why we're being asked to meditate and to pray, to actively listen to God, um, because then we are in tune and we are going to be able to feel our way through the dark. We're going to intuitively know exactly where we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to eat, who we're supposed to talk to, what we're supposed to wear. All of those things naturally just happen, but they do not come from a mentalized perspective. We also need to trust as we're blind in this forest that we know and we have all the wisdom that we need for this part of the journey, that another type of sight is required for where we are going next. So this cannot rely on the five senses. And I think it's sometimes a little bit amusing that, you know, the, the frequency that is coming in that we are labeling COVID-19 often is taking away some of the five senses for a time. And from spirit's perspective, these are all DNA and spiritual uh, physical and spiritual upgrades that are al actually allowing another type of sight to come in. The next lyrics were, they scared to come outside, tell them boys they better pray. And that felt like it was, it was like the Christ masculine speaking to all of the lower vibrational frequencies that have been kind of getting away with harming the innocent for a very long time. In fact, um, Spirit said that um, all of the what we might call like dark entities or lower vibrational forces have all been given a choice to move into their more loving consciousness or to continue on the path they are on. And many of them have shifted sides because they understand that otherwise they will be, you know, moving into their annihilation, but others are still playing the game and feeling like they are going to, uh, continue the manipulation long, you know, past, uh, what, what, source has shown them but these lyrics show that you know tell them boys they better pray um it's time for even uh some of the arconic forces to get down on their knees and the next lyrics were no weapon formed against me shall prosper and that's something that spirit always says to me that no weapon formed against the christ will ever prosper so we always need to remember that whenever we're going into worry or doubt or fear um, as this training requires complete faith. And Spirit says this cannot be experienced with the five senses. The question to ask ourselves 
Is engaging this situation worth the risk or does my inner knowing guide me to wait until another opportunity comes? So if something comes up this week, um, I'll actually read that again because it feels like it's it's pertinent uh, on a physical level. If a situation comes up this week, we're being encouraged to ask, is engaging this situation worth the risk or does my inner knowing guide me to wait until another opportunity comes? And my sense of that is kind of what spirit spoke to, I think it was last week where our words are kind of going sideways right now. So if we can communicate with eye contact and with felt touch and personal presence, um, all of that's going to have a much greater impact in our relationships than necessarily trying to dialogue verbally. We're also being encouraged to surrender to this promise of unknown potential that even though we're kind of walking blindly through this forest, um, it's very purposeful and it's actually very magical if we're willing to be present for the ride and we are being encouraged to rest, to regroup and to wait on the will of the divine. So if we are feeling like we are ready to jump into a decision just because we're scared that, you know, we're, something's going to happen if we don't, this is a moment spirit is saying rest, regroup and trust that the will of the divine will always give us the nudge and the impulse from within when it is time to take right action. Yeah, I guess there's I guess there's some golden rule within that. It's like you always want to be working towards something instead of working to avoid something. We were talking about the skier trying to see the two trees. Does he go between them? Does he go to the right of the one on the right? Does he go to the left or the one on the left? And it's like if he's simply trying to avoid the trees, he's probably going to hit one or swipe one or just barely miss one. But if you're actually uh you know looking to hit the gap hit an open spot then you're gonna you're gonna be right on the accurate mark and miss the trees completely so there's just something in there and um you know with with everybody's path is different obviously so we're going to have to learn our own way within that and it's usually the person can contend no matter who it is that the first few tries at this were not generally successful they actually had to bite the dust a little bit and and, and uh evolve further before before things smoothed out so uh congratulations to anybody who stuck to it I'm assuming we're good on hands at the moment. Yep. It looks like we're good. If somebody has a comment or a question, uh, go ahead and put your hand up now or just wait for us to yield the floor. But it looks like we're clear for now. The next lyrics in the reading were put me in the ground, put me out of my misery. There's only so long I can repeat history. And Spirit had mentioned that 2022 is going to be instant replay for anything that we did not catch the last time round. And it could be feeling like Groundhog Day if we are not addressing some of these weaves that Spirit's saying are actually kind of flying up into our face now. They're no longer, um, you know, subdued or on the periphery. So just Spirit acknowledging through these lyrics that, you know, the, the ego self has just had enough and it's, it's actually readily, ready finally collectively to surrender so that it can receive the wisdom of where the collective of humanity is going next. And 
we're really encouraged right now to be grounded in everyday experience. It might be fun to, you know, be in this more fantastical place, um, but it's actually humility and, and simple chores um, as our highest priority, especially this week, Spirit is saying, that are going to create the most action. And so when we understand that manifestation happens in the unseen realm and then it kind of comes through the physical body, but it always requires a physical action. And it can be as simple as like writing in our journal or taking a walk or opening the mail. It doesn't have to be, you know, world changing or profound, but it does require a physical action to bring something that we want into our physical reality. So as mundane or as ordinary as it can be to do the dishes or to handle the simple chores, spirit is saying those are actually are the highest priority of our energy for this coming week, that physical actions will create big moves in the quote, etheric game. This is the act of pulling off the dead leaves in our life so that we can grow uh, and expand more deeply and allow nature to take its course. So often when spirit will say stuff like that, it means like any moves we make right now are just going to kind of tighten the knots on our ropes, on our noose. And so we're really being encouraged to rest and regroup and to take care of the things that are right in front of us to allow nature to take its course that there's a deeper purpose here that involves both releasing attachment and also receiving aha moments. So receiving moments of revelation and we're being encouraged that nothing is more important right now than what is required of us day to day to leave space, to breathe. Once again, that our presence is more important than our words. And when we're in the presence of others, that simple acts carry great weight or carry a great distance right now, such as reading a book or sharing a meal, washing the dishes together, telling a story or a joke. Spirit said, simple is everything. Just to be present, all is well. These are small steps rather than large leaps. And the lyrics here were, give it a little time, it'll be better for you. So once again, this feeling from spirit that we are needing to be in a time of active waiting or uh, being patient, the Zen proverb, chop wood, carry water. So once again, this grounding to the earth and making the, um, the physical our priority. In fact, the book after the ecstasy, the laundry uh, came to mind when I was doing this part of the reading. And Spirit says, while we're doing that, Spirit's going to move mountains on our behalf. We can expect wondrous miracles as long as we stay humble and aware of the present moment. We are being encouraged to connect with nature, to children, to animals, everything that is uh, much closer to that organic frequency, to listen to music, to spend time in laughter and play. We talked about play being one of the highest frequencies to engage in right now. Uh, encouraged to move the way that our body enjoys. So not because we think we have to or drudgery, but ways that it actually wants to, much like we did when we were children, to eat food that nourishes us, but also fills our soul with joy, to spend time with our soul companions or the people that we love, and to pray and to meditate and to really not expect uh, grandiose things from praying and meditating to instead understand that when we engage in these acts of uh, surrender and these acts of listening, that we are simply telling our higher self that we 
are there to be in alignment with it that, you know, thy will be done through me. And ultimately that leads to a much more beautiful and effortless physical reality because we are not fighting any of these forces because we've reached this state of neutrality within. So the last piece of physical advice this week is to be patient. Spirit acknowledges that we've been doing our part to bring, to bring about positive change in our lives, even if there is yet no evidence physically to show this. Spirit says, even if the results are not yet apparent, new life is sprouting behind the scenes and will appear very soon. And March equinox was given as a demarcation point here. Um, we had talked about being in the blank slate energy from January, February, and March uh, equinox really being this moment where we start to see some of those buds, uh, both in our true physical reality, but also um, that which we have been trying to manifest uh, through us, we'll start to see allow itself to take shape in the physical reality. And speaking about manifestation, I think that's one thing where... Um, maybe we get it wrong sometimes is we think we have to try to manifest something when in fact, all we can do is get into alignment with our true self, with our interior realm and allow our highest desires to, to magnetize toward us. It really is effortless. Um, it doesn't require anything um, on our behalf other than being clear about our desire, having a felt sense of that and trusting that we are always walking toward it. Uh, we talked about this earlier in the call, but Spirit mentions again that all entities that are dark are admixture. So that means uh, admixture is neither, you know, uh, choosing either side, really, uh, have been given an opportunity to return to source or to meet their ultimate Spirit said demise as they will be returned to source. Um, we are being asked to ignore any mental or anxious chatter or worry that uh, spirit always calls it a prayer in reverse as these are energy leaks. Um, and because the collective mind is so noisy right now, it can be easy to think that that mental chatter or that anxious chatter is our own. And then often we will try to like figure out why we're that way and create a situation in our life. So we're just being encouraged to remember that worry is prayer in reverse, that it is actually an energy leak. And to trust that our past efforts have set the stage for bright new opportunities. And I know when I start to get down on myself, when I start to think that perhaps things in my physical reality are not lining up with my inner or my interior realms, spirit will remind me of something I did in 2009 or something I did in 2004, so, you know, something I did forever ago that set the stage for where I'm going now. And my human mind would never have been able to even remember these events, much less link them to my current weave. But spirit is always showing me that the soul does not work on a linear timeline. The soul works in spirals and weave works in spirals. And so we have to trust that our past efforts have set our stage for where we are going next. The lyrics, it feels so nice when the people sing along. So this this sense from spirit like oh like everybody's starting to wake up it's so nice when everyone sings along um that we have been in catastrophe consciousness as a collective and we are being asked now to turn off the brain's emergency valve we know over the last two years that that thing has been pumped dry by uh the powers that were 
And instead, we are asked to focus on what is positive in the now moment and to breathe. Um, that actually, you know, I was reading this earlier today that the, the name that the Jews call Yahweh um, is actually just Y-H-W-H. And it actually makes the sound of the in-breath and the out-breath. And so we're really encouraged to remember that God is the in and the out-breath. And to listen to our inner voice, our higher self, and not our fears to allow our inner teachers to guide us to our desired outcome, that each soul has its perfect path and that all is unfolding in divine order. We're asked to enjoy the peace of this moment and to have confidence in the future. And here the divine feminine showed up uh, as the Holy Bride and um, the Gnostic gospel state that if you meditate on the Holy, the Holy Bride, which is, the part of the mother which is bound to the earth through the quality of beauty. It is the divine union of the Sophia and the Christos. She will reveal herself. And if you envision her, she will come to you. When you are held in the mother's spirit, she answers all prayers. She is the experiential level that leads to enlightenment and the liberated soul. And the last part of the, the reading were the lyrics, I'm waking up. And with that, let's go ahead and open it up to questions, comments, retorts, feedback, or general dialogue. I'm just so overwhelmed. That was absolutely beautiful. I felt it. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so glad to hear that. That means spirit is, is working in our cells. I second what Heather said as well. I'm feeling it like in every cell of my body, this has been just so vibrationally high for me and just, just amazing in every way. I'm so happy, Carrie. Thank you so much for sharing that. I don't necessarily have anything to add. Marsha, did you feel like uh, did you feel like that was the end of the themes for tonight too? Those were the frequencies that spirit wanted to speak to. It was really about recognizing what we're up against so that we don't feel victim to it. I mean, you're always going to feel victim to it in some way on the human level, because by God, you know, cosmic spiritual forces are no joke. And once you experience them, you, you know, um, but ultimately that we are the power that we have that Christ consciousness within every human heart. That was what was seeded so long ago. And we are the harvest of that energy. And, um, those lyrics that cracked me up so much with Yeshua Christ coming through, that was like, I'm going to need you to hide behind. It's like, we are the answer to the question we are the remedy to everything that is broken and when we remember that nothing else nothing else matters beautiful we've covered a lot of territory tonight very much so. And a lot of this, yeah, as Mitzi's saying, is is 
is beyond what we can even put into words. It's, it's a felt sense. Absolutely. Well, if that, uh, if we don't have anything to discuss, we may want to uh, set some space and the space or close the space, I should say. And uh, we can talk after the call for anything that's a little more private. Yeah, thank you, everybody. And uh, if we don't have anything else, I just really appreciate everyone being on, anybody who listens to this after the fact. And uh, we'll see you afterwards, I guess. Yeah, we'll just take a moment and uh, be quiet and tune our hearts into one another. And just thank you all for listening, receiving this, and um, anxious, you know, very excited to see how this energy moves and works within us and transforms in our personal lives, but also in our collective society. <laughs>